Thank you for joining us for the All Access Coaches Corner podcast. We are so excited to continue serving coaches, sharing their stories, and spotlighting their programs. Stay connected as we bring you more special guests and more real conversations covering all aspects of the game. You can find our show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at allaccess underscore cc. Subscribe to the All Access Network YouTube channel and join us in the All Access Coaches Corner. Today we sit down with Mike Lopez Jr., the creator of the Creative Coaching Podcast, the podcast that has really taking the basketball world by storm in its own way and creating its own lane of really impacting lives and serving others. If you have not checked out his podcast, please do. A high school coach, a musician, a dancer, an athletic director, a scout who eventually has aspirations of working in the NBA. Mike is one of the greatest human beings in the game of basketball. Can't wait for you to learn the story. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to All Access Coaches Corner. Special guest today, Mike Lopez Jr. Really excited, uh, creative podcast leader, uh, basketball coach, basketball influencer in the city of San Antonio, uh, relationship uh, master because he's such a servant. And uh, yeah, just one of the absolute best human beings in this basketball sports profession. Uh, I think that's probably best if you ask Anyone that's out there they would say the same. Uh, as I started doing Zooms, rising coaches and all access coaches corner this summer, Mike was a, not only a big supporter, but also every time he was on and every time we'd have a conversation with somebody that would refer to Mike, they would always say, man, he's one of the best people out there. Man, he's one of the best. So, so excited to have uh, somebody on who's usually on this side of the lines uh, interviewing people to interview him. Uh, I think he's, it goes without saying what he's built with this creative coaches podcast and his vision for that is, uh, I don't know if it surpassed what he even thought it would be, but I just think it's awesome. Uh, what he's done. Uh, my younger brother was a guest on the show. He's had, uh, numerous, uh, high level coaches, administrators, uh, you name it, you know, trainers. So he's touched the game uh, in an awesome way. And, and really before the pandemic, you know, now it's a lot more normal that you see people coming out with podcasts, but, uh, I think he was ahead of his time when he came to uh, putting that out. So anyway, I keep talking about him. We're going to let him talk and let me be quiet. But so excited to have him on. Uh, such a great human being. And uh, yeah, looking forward to learning more of his story. So welcome, Mike. Thank you, Brian. Man, that intro, brother. I'm like, 
Wow. So humbled. I'm very humbled and touched by what you said, uh, because uh, I think all of us as leaders, as coaches, as parents, as uh, as just who we are, humility is always the order of the day. And so for somebody to, to say such great things about you is always even more humbling because then you realize uh, what you do is not in vain and what you do is valuable. And so I appreciate you saying all those things. Yeah, all truth. And, and you've been um, phenomenal to me and don't have to be into all access coaches corner supporting <clears throat> before we were even something. And not that we're necessarily something now, but we all start somewhere. We all got to begin somewhere. And, and as you're beginning, you're looking to see um, if people are going to support or buy in or believe in it. Um, yeah. And you were uh, probably as big as anybody of just, you know, coming on, uh, being being one of our recruit examples that we could uh, that coaches could use their example questions on uh, how they would recruit you and get you to sign at their school and the shooter. Uh, not only that, just the support from uh, from a social media standpoint, from a tech standpoint, just so much positivity. You you've been great, so we extremely appreciate that. You've helped us build something uh, something special. So definitely wanted you to be a part of one of our first guests on the podcast. Thank you, thank you again. Appreciate it. Yeah, for those that don't know, so we'll go our first two questions, I'm going to go a little out of order, but okay. uh, not only who is Mike Lopez Jr., so tell us that. Uh, and then second question is we're going to go straight to legacy. What What is the legacy that you're looking to leave and what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? And then every question after that we'll, we'll flow right into. Okay. Um, so who am I? I am – Oh. when I think about this because of all that, everything, my family – uh, my community, the community that any community that I'm in, whether I've created the platform or whether it's been created for me. Um, I'm the son of Mike and Felisa Lopez. I'm the husband of Claudia. I'm the father to Iris, Nisi, Jara, Maxima. I'm the grandfather to uh, Roman and, and Zoe. I'm a musician. Uh, I'm a counselor. I'm Certified through the American Association of Christian, Christian Counselors. Uh, I'm a brother. I mean, I'm just, I am who I think a lot of people are. They just may not know that how important they are and their identity. Uh, I'm that person. Yeah, I coach. Yeah, I lead young people. Yeah, I lead even other adults. Uh, but ultimately, I know my identity. Those things that I do, I do. Uh, but what I am is what I am. And what I am is built around the people who are in my life, my loved ones, my family, and and then the lives that I'm able to impact and influence. So that's who I am, man. Yeah, no, that's great. And it leads right into the question. What, what would you say you want your legacy to be? I think <clears throat> one thing I can say as uh, someone who I would say I'm a friend, uh, I would consider you a friend and uh, somebody I would also consider to be very like-minded and, and um, I just – you know, you created a space, in my opinion, and I can say this, of course, on air, but you created a space where you humbly gave a lot of people a stage to share their story. And in your interviews, if anyone's ever listened, and then even how you go about it, it's never really about you. Never, ever. You know, it's really, uh, I think you do a great job of just making people feel comfortable, making people feel at home and, and making them feel and understand that they have value, even though they may already know it, but you add value to people. So I think part of your legacy, you've added great value to us at Coach's Corner, and you definitely added it to me. Uh, again, trying to jump it out there as a 
college coach at the time, um, just jumping out there to a new lane and, and supporting it and kind of giving that positive energy. So I think positivity and adding value is a part of your legacy, but anything else you want to add? And is that intentional? Is that kind of happenstance or is that just kind of how you've always been? So my favorite question for my podcast is always the last one. And that's always about legacy. And I ask that intentionally and everything I do is intentional. The way I live my life is intentional. Uh, I base my life around Christ. He's at the center. Everything else has to be in that in order of how would he want me to live my life. Uh, I, I, the term Christian gets thrown around real loosely. I am a Christian for sure. But more than that, I'm a Christ follower. So if he's not going that way, I'm not going that way. I don't I don't question things to see what I can get away with. So I love that. I say that to say this. I love everybody because I'm commanded to love everybody based on my belief system. I'm a covenant with God. So that belief system says you don't big time anybody. You don't judge anybody. You don't have anger with those who you don't agree with, whether it's politics, whether it's whatever. Uh, you you're not a hypocrite, even though you may have some hypocritical ways. I see myself as not a hypocrite. I don't have to please people. And I'm definitely not self-righteous. All I do, Brian, with my legacy is love. I want love to be my legacy. I want my kids and my wife, my grandchildren, their children to just say he loved us. You know, yeah, if he did some great things or he did, you know, won every championship he ever coached in, coached in the NBA, like his dream is, uh, that's great. But he loved us. And that ultimately is my, I want them to be my legacy because that's what Christ is, is love personified. So that's what I want. Awesome, man. I feel like we need to pass around the collection plate, man. <laughs> get, get, yeah, that was a good little sermon right there, man. You got me moved this morning. I, um, I got a ton of them, man. I got more time. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I love, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about the same uh, movement as far as I always say it. I believe God talks about it being love being the most powerful weapon we have. Yeah. You know, if there's ever a way, <clears throat> excuse me, if there's ever a way we're going to really make change in any part of our families, our teams, our organizations, whatever communities, whatever things we may be a part of, uh, it starts there, you know, yeah. and love gives us a standard of excellence that holds us to a higher standard than even we want to hold ourselves to. So, uh, no, I absolutely love that. It makes sense. You walk it, you shine it. So, yeah, I'm glad that we actually get to know the, the the brains behind all the actions that you're doing. So you've talked a lot about family. Obviously, that's a big part of who you are. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your family. <clears throat> and then after that, kind of go into just what led to the podcast. And then we'll kind of talk about coaching and other things. My family is as tight as I think we've ever been because of COVID, because of uh, the social injustice because who we are as a as a people, uh, and I say as a people because we identify as Hispanic, Latino, Mexican American, all that. Like we understand our heritage, who we are. Do we carry it on our shoulder or wear it on our sleeve? No, because our identity is here again. Goes back to Christ, and so my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister. Uh, here again, Mike, Felisa, Josh, Delisa, my sister, uh, are all, you know, we were all a great unit from day one as a family. So then when I started my family, the, the beat was just going to continue. There was going to be a consistency. 
consistency means everything to me when it comes to family. I may not be consistent in winning as a coach. I may not be consistent as a trainer working with young people. I may not be consistent even sometimes in my actions, but at home, we're going to be consistently good. We're going to work things out uh, here again. It's about family when it comes to what I do as a coach, what I do as an administrator, what I do as a leader. Uh, it, it's about family because that's what connects all of us as human beings. Uh, I believe that. I truly believe that. I truly live that. Um, my parents did a great job of surrounding me with all kinds of people growing up. As an only child for nine and a half years, I was always with their friends, as you know, always hanging out with adults. And I saw all kinds of colors, races, and I do see color. I'd love to say I'm colorblind, but I do see color in the sense that I appreciate color. I appreciate the diversity. I appreciate how they included me into their lives as well and their families' lives. Who would have thought a little kid like me? I've, Coach, I've, I've been a little bit more bright-skinned as I've gotten older. I was, not even <laughs> kid, I was out in the sun. And... Here I am hanging out with kids with blonde hair, blue eyes. Here I'm hanging out with with, with my best friends uh, who are African-American because the side of town I grew up on, we all kind of intermingled. Like the side of town I grew up on was very well mixed. Uh, even I had one of my best friends at one point uh, in my development is, is Asian. And so my parents did a great job of surrounding me with the right people for what I needed to become. Uh, you know, and I say all that to say, that's part of the human experience because the human condition says, mm, be wary of them because in life and the world that we live in has created these constructs that tell us how we should think about people, how we should stereotype and categorize people. Oh, you vote that way. Oh, you vote that way. You belong that. You're that. You're this. You're that. That's nonsense to me. What makes sense to me is family. What makes sense to me is the human family. What makes sense to me is my family. And it was a great, great way to grow up. It's a great way to live now with my own family. And uh, yeah, so that, that's that's everything my family is to me, is people. Yeah, well said. And I think so much of uh, what you just said is important to bring up in these times, because usually anytime there's an election every four years, uh, it gets a little more box. Uh, driven, it gets a little more narrative. What side of the narrative are you on? What side of the lines are you on? Yeah. Uh, who's your team? Who's your party? Uh, instead of just kind of figuring out a way to unify us, it almost has a way of dividing us, which we don't really, I don't think we mean to do, but yeah. we're not quite smart enough yet to figure out that uh, we're all playing for the same team, essentially. And, uh, you know, kind of like you said with your Christ walk, uh, I'm very much the same. Again, we've talked about that, but. Yeah, I think if you go back to, you know, treat your neighbor as yourself, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And yeah. not to say that we aren't necessarily doing that, not to get on too much of a tangent, but I love what you talked about, about connectivity, um, connecting to people, because that's what it's about. I think we all saw that during the pandemic, right? You know, yeah. not being able to connect to people, how important connection is. Uh, and then just seeing people for who they are. We're all were created uh, to be great in, in our own ways. We're all uniquely and uh, you know, boldly and beautifully designed. And yeah. So just appreciating, I love what you said about that because just appreciating everyone's differences. And I think you definitely walk it. I think that's one of the powerful gifts that you have is helping making people feel comfortable no matter who they are, no matter what level you coach, no matter if you don't coach, if you play. Uh, and it's an empower, it's a powerful leadership 
uh, servant way to go about things. And I think when you can really see people, that's how you're able to connect, you know, and yeah. when you just put them in boxes, we all, no one likes to be put in boxes, no matter what age you are, no matter what uh, job you have, no matter what you're doing in life. No one likes the idea of like, you see me as this and you don't actually know me to know that or to think that. So love what you said, uh, which leads into the podcast. You've done such a great job. Uh, we won't talk about that the entire time because there's more to you than just the podcast, but that is a, an awesome way that you have uh, shined a light for so many in, in our industry. So talk about how it came about. What was your visions? Are you shocked of how big it's gotten? Uh, you've had some awesome people on and you've, you've also given light to people that people wouldn't have known about otherwise. And I love that part about how you've done it. It's not just been about, let me get the biggest names, you know, let me get the biggest people who people think are the best at what they do. But let me also get some of these other people who are great at what they do that are also in a category of the best. And let me let you see them. So uh, definitely tell us a little bit about that. So how that came about, Brian, was that I would watch these uh, interviews on YouTube. They're called the Blueprint. Uh, Complex curates them. A gentleman named Noah Callahan Bever. He does these really insightful interviews with tastemakers, influencers, the culture, if you will. Because although I am 41 years old, I'm kind of instilled a sneaker culture at times. I'm still in this right, right. culture from time. Because we hang around young people all day. And if you don't, right. you don't understand what's going on, you can't bridge a gap sometimes. Right. And I love to do that. And so I saw his interviews and his questioning was so thoughtful. And it led to other things. And so I picked up that first and that kind of inspired me. Then I listened, the first podcast I really ever intently uh, actively listened to was uh, Jason Romano and the Sports Spectrum. Mm. And uh, man, that podcast just gave me hope because I'm like, I can do this. And so my mindset was, who can I interview to honor them? And the first person that came to mind, because I, I was watching the news and here locally, Mike Peck is the associate head coach at UTSA. Yep. Yep. And uh, I've always looked up to Mike. I mean, since his days at Finley. Uh, and a couple, I, I tell this story because it means a lot to me. Uh, you know, I have the preview thing on my phone when I get a message, right? So I get a text one day at practice back in 2016, 15, somewhere around there. And it says, hey, Mike, love to connect with you, looking at such and such player that you have. And then it says Mike Peck at the bottom. And I'm like, wait, what? Hold up. Like, here we go. You know, here's somebody that I, that I can uh, – get mentored by here's somebody that I can leech off of basketball information. So when I saw that report on TV about his daughter here in the local news, uh, it, it was a story. It was something that I felt cause I have kids and I put myself in his shoes when I saw that story and it meant the whole world to say, I need to have, he'll be my first guest. He'll be my first guest. I, I want to honor this man with because of what he's endured as a human being and who he is as a coach. That's great. But the human side. So that's how it started. Because otherwise, Brian, I was going to start a podcast about the election leading up to the 2020 election. Wow. How about that? 
Yeah, I was literally going to do that just as I have my thoughts. I have ideas. And I thought, what will get the most listens? That will. One way or the other, somebody will either love me or hate me. And and I thought, you know, I I rely on this internal voice. Mm. It's called the Holy Spirit. And so I don't do things in and of my own strength that are that uh, wild unless I'm told to. Because my nature isn't to come out and be loud and boisterous and just just insane. That would have been insane. And unless he told me to do it, I'm not going to do it. But when this opportunity came up, Mike reminds me of every coach that I had in my gym. I've sent about 19 kids to play college basketball in the last five years. And in, sit, in having 19 players, majority of them division one prospects. I've had a lot of coaches in, in my, in and out of my gym. And every time I sat down with them, they had a story to tell. They were, you know, this is how I did it. I bring in, I, the coaches come in, we set up a workout. My assistant coaches run the workout because we do the same thing every day. Nothing new, nothing special. Just because the coaches here, we're not going to, you know, it's not a dog and pony show. Uh, so we're going to do the same things. My assistant coaches can run it because they're well capable of it. And I'll sit with the coach and answer any questions he has. And so in doing that time after time after time, multiple coach, coaches sometimes in the gym, I heard, a, I heard a story. I heard something that I said they need a platform. These guys who are out here driving around Texas, which is a humongous state, uh, are, are hearing, or I'm hearing their stories and I'm hearing about their families and, you know, some, even the ones that were single. You know, they're still putting in work. And these are the guys that you're not going to see on Saturday morning on Fox Sports Net. They're the guys you're not going to see uh, being interviewed, you know, by Andy Katz or, or Jeff Goodman or, or whatever. Right. They're not going to be on ESPN. I wanted to create a platform for those coaches who grind their tail off and put in the work. Yeah. I'll, from time to time, I'll bring in Jay Billis. I'll bring in somebody like that. But that's not what the platform was built on platform was built on the everyday coach who's still working to get to where they want to get, or they're making the big time where they're at and they're giving everything they have. And they're not concerned about the next move. They're concerned about the next day and that day. So that that's how the, the podcast started, man. I just I have a heart for people all the time. Like I said, I love people. I'll reiterate that time and time again. And these coaches that work so hard, I here again, wanted to create that platform for them. Yeah, I love that. And it's amazing, again, how much uh, we're kindred spirits in some of this because uh, I was one of those coaches. And when I started creating this All Access Coaches Corner, I wanted to give more access to the guys that are the unsung heroes, the guys that are helping their head coaches get coach of the year or helping their coach get an extension or just the guys that really never kind of get to have a voice um, and get to really get love. I'm, I'm similar to you. I'm all for having a big name or, or somebody who's kind of already got his own spotlight because uh, they have a story too, but definitely not what this thing was built on and what my vision was is just to serve coaches, to, to let them share their story and spotlight their program. So yeah. I love that you're here today as somebody who's done the same. So uh, excited to hear about your coaching story. So tell us a little bit. Uh, you talked a little bit about the 19 players in five years. We know you've had a lot of coaches in your gym. Just tell us a little bit about your coaching resume, your coaching background, anything you want to share about your story. 
my story for coaching, and it'll be really sweet and short because it spans over about 25 years. Started back in 1995 as a 15-year-old with four and five-year-olds. My dad was the head coach who didn't know much about the game, but just had my brother and his friends playing. And so I knew the game. He knew how to work with people because my dad and my mom are solid with people, great counselors, great mentors. And so I learned, I jumped into that process and coaching four and five year olds is more difficult than what most people think. And uh, (laughs) it was trial by fire for a 15 year old punk, you know? And so I went from that to coaching AAU for about 10 years for here again with my brother. My brother was at the center of all this, my coaching career when I started. And then about 2000, I started coaching high school boys consistently. And uh, since then, I've been coaching at the uh, I've coached at the high school level. Uh, I started a charter school league, me and my dad here in San Antonio with the help of a gentleman named Tom Coger, who was just so gracious and so kind to me. And I owe him a lot for where I'm at even at this point in my coaching career. Uh, but yeah, me and my dad, my brother, were kind of at the center of it all. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it wasn't ever about winning. Yeah, winning a state championship is a lot of fun. It feels good. But coming in second place doesn't feel good as I've been on both ends. And uh, so it was never about winning. It was always about people. It was always about my brother. It was always about his friends. It was always about community. So my coaching resume here again goes back that far, goes to the AU, goes to the high school, goes to the all those levels. Even middle school, I've helped coach as an athletic director. For the last 12 years, I've had to step in sometimes and coach. I've had to coach JV teams, too. I've had to, I've even coached elementary teams, too, as an athletic director, which I've always loved because I have the pulse of the student body. I have the pulse of my team. And I think for coaches out there listening or watching, uh, you need to have the pulse of whoever you're working with. I don't care if you're not the head coach. Sometimes it's easier to have the pulse if you're an assistant or even if you're a GA or even if you're the manager, it, it, having the pulse of the team means a lot because they, they need you to have the pulse. Somebody in the program needs to have the pulse. So if it's you, even, even more wonderful. Yeah, I love it. Um, share a little bit about the guys that, that you have coached, if you want to. Anybody that's a particular story that sticks out or give us one little insight into to your journey or, or somebody that you've been a part of, uh, their success story. Um. You know, it's 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 not a success story so much as it is a story of how this player helped me almost as much as I helped him in the sense that he came into my program and brought a lot of visibility. That's Greg Bowie the third. He right now currently is a player at Northern Colorado University playing for Coach Smiley. And he he changed my life when he came into my program. He's a, he's a son to me. He's a mentee. He, I have four daughters. I have four daughters. I have no sons of my own. But he definitely was a son to me and is a son to me. His father who came in and helped me and assisted, which is always hard. Coaches know this at any level. You bring on a parent to coach, and, and it's going to be rough. Hopefully not, but it's going to be. That wasn't the case for me. It really wasn't. A matter of fact, when he was considering joining my program, I said, you know, 
Mr. Bowie, I'd rather if, if you don't bring your son, that's fine. But I do need you here. And so those two those two men, uh, I really they were really instrumental in it all because of how they helped to change a lot of different things in the program. Because, Brian, I went from one year having a, having a team where we were good. We won our league championship. But we got blasted by a post-grad team in the, pre, in, in the pre-conference that wasn't in our conference, and we knew we'd never see them again in our conference because they were just a great team. It was a post-grad team, and they whooped us by 60 points. And I said to myself, I'm never going to go through this again. I'm not. I'm going to find a way to create a program that players from all over my city want to be a part of. So uh, one kid transfers in, Demarcus Hartfield. He transfers in, number four player in the city. He had some situations that he had to kind of get away from, bad influences. So he comes to me. And I said to myself, I got to create a, a great opportunity for this young man, this one young man. I got to create an opportunity for him and then build us, build something short story. I, I, I get on Twitter, create an account. I start scheduling Oak Hill. I start scheduling friendly prep. I start scheduling API who at the time had Terrence Ferguson, Mark Vital, who's now with Baylor, Billy Preston, Nasir Brooks, who just transferred to Miami, I think from Cincinnati pros basically. And, but I knew they were, I knew at least some of them were going to be pros. And I said, we need to play these guys for this one kid. So I built, I put on Twitter how we're scheduling Oak Hill, Finley Prep, the uh, Tarkanian Classic, Dinos Trigonis, his event out there, you know, shout out. Uh, you know, that, that, doing all that, putting out there drew tons of kids. Kids saw it on Twitter. I don't know how they saw it. One kid tells another, the other kid tells another. They come by for visits and I tell them, and I'll always tell any player at whatever level I'm coaching at, we don't need you here. We do not need you here. We are good where we're at, but we want you here. So there's a difference. You're not coming to save the day. So we're good. So up to you, not begging you, not chasing you. Wouldn't even call these people. They had to call me because I just never did that. Like, what high school coach calls kids to come play for them. That's embarrassing and, and, and somewhat illegal. <laughs> you know, you, you, you build something that you hope people want to be a part of, and that's exactly what happened. So Greg Bowie III and Greg Bowie Jr. are, are the story, are the story that really helped to launch my coaching career here again with the visibility and the college coaches just flowing in. Yeah, it's great insight. Uh, appreciate you sharing all that. And, and Greg is, uh, he's always been a, a guy who was on the radar pretty young in his career as far as the Texas recruiting scene. So uh, definitely makes sense the uh, how important his dad was in his recruitment. But it's even cooler to hear how much he was an integral part of what you guys did there and how well you guys worked together. Cause like you said, most of the time people would assume those relationships don't go great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I think I think it might have been a year ago. I went to a practice and he was sitting out last year. Is that correct? Yeah, he had to sit out last year. I, watched I, I came by and watched practice at uh, Northern Colorado. Coach Linder and Coach Deweese and Coach Smiley are friends. So 
came by um, to watch practice and, and, and he looked good. He looked like a, a different guy than yeah. he was uh, at his first stop. So love, love that you shared that insight and your, and your coaching story sounds a little bit similar to Mike Peck's. He, uh, when he talked about how he was at Finley, as far as, you know, we don't need you here. We want you here. Yeah. We're going to do this a certain way. And, we're only going to have people that want to do it that way. And he was a guest on Coach's Corner as well. So shout out to Coach Peck. Uh, and I love the part you said about your story. Your little brother was a, a big part of starting the whole thing. Similar to myself. You know, I know he was a guest on your podcast. Shout out to Jason Burton. He's the head coach at – head women's coach at Texas time. Commerce. Time. Yeah, all-time all time winning his coach there. He's doing big things. So uh, tell us a little bit. You, you, you've been an influential person in the culture of San Antonio basketball. You've been an influential person in the culture of uh, college basketball in the sense of uh, how you've led with your podcast. Tell us, two-part question, tell us um, what's next for Mike Lopez Jr. Uh, Not that it has to be about culture. It could be about family. It could be about anything. But uh, you talked a little bit about the athletic director role. So what's what's next? What are you doing now? And then uh, we'll end with, what is something about yourself that you would want people to know that maybe they don't know, maybe they don't get to see, or maybe they don't quite understand this part about why you do what you do or who you are. So yeah. we'll start with the uh, what's next. What's next is kind of what I'm working on right now. To a degree, I'm working with a group called Alamo City Hoops, founded and owned by Antonio Castillo. He uh, runs a, a somewhat like a scouting service, and I'm going to help doing evaluations, uh, doing game uh, evaluations, stuff like that on the boys and the girls side. You know, after all these years of, of having, you know, high level talent, you're able to learn how to evaluate. Uh, and so that's what's in, in that realm for me right now uh, that I'm kind of working on. Now, what's really next for me, and I would never look past anything because I enjoy what I'm doing right now. I really do. I give everything I have as a teacher and as an athletic director. Uh, but to be very honest with you, Brian, uh, you know, growing up here in San Antonio, seeing the San Antonio Spurs uh, really gave me a uh, desire to work in the NBA. That's what I desire. That's ulti- That's my ultimate goal is to work at the highest level of basketball. And the Spurs have built something so unique, so precious. I'll use that word precious uh, because we all love them so much here in San Antonio. I respect what they've built. I respect the organization that I'd either want to be a part of that organization or help build an organization like that at the professional level. So that's kind of what's next for me. And some people will say, wow, it's pretty lofty goals to go from a, you know, teacher, administrator, high school guy to the NBA. But that's what goals are for. That's what dreams are for. Uh, Otherwise, why do it? Why, why don't you just give up and lock yourself in a room and everything will go great, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I just, I want to, I want to be, a, I want to be a great evaluator of talent, uh, whether it's on the scouting side, uh, but more than anything here again, people, people mean everything to me. Uh, I can get in the gym and work with, with anybody and connect with them because I think right now with everything our country is faced with and as we will be facing with, facing in the future, I believe, uh, players, especially men, need uh, to have an outlet to be vulnerable, to be heard, uh, to be loved. I mean, it's just real. 
I, there's no, I can't get more real than that. And I feel like that's definitely something to add value. The basketball part. Yeah. It's great. That's fun. But it's the people part that will always uh, stand out to me. So that's kind of what I'm looking for, man. And then as far as what people don't know about me, uh, that that I would <laughs> let them in on, I'm a great singer. I'm a great singer. I'm a great dancer. I don't do both simultaneously. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hurt feelings, you know. But I, I listen to a lot of James Brown. You know, and I like to just get moving like that sometimes. Just, you know, my kids will tell you sometimes I'm dancing in the kitchen and losing my mind. Uh, but my mother growing up, uh, she always sang. She was part of a mariachi group. If you don't know what a mariachi group is, it's a group of singers uh, that are based like in Mexican culture. And she has a strong voice, great lungs, and just could sing as long as the day went. And so I picked that up from her. Um, and so, yeah, I love singing. I love I love singing a lot of hit. I'm going to make this real clear. 90s R&B is it for me. You get you get me some Jodeci, Keith Sweat, uh, some shots. Let's go. You know, give me all that. Even And then I'll even go back and say, you know, give me some Teddy Pendergrass. Okay. That's where I'm at, man. Like, I'm there. I'm in the R&B section. I love hip hop. I, I could be a hip hop historian, quite honestly. Like I've been I've been rock, rocking with hip hop since I was like eight years old. Uh, but uh, the singing part, I love to sing. I love to uh, just. So that's something I think most people don't know about me because I don't go around just like chirping in people's ear. I really don't. I wish I could. I just uh, I just don't. So yeah. So. Uh, I think most people, everything else about me, I think people know because I live it every day. Yep. Uh, I, I, I pretty much am who I am 24 hours a day. And I don't want to say love me or hate me, but because I don't want people to hate me. I, I do want people to like me. Right. I don't I don't live for that, but I, I, it's good to be liked. Uh, hate People hating me doesn't uh, in any way, shape or form. Haters don't uh, bring me energy. I don't get energized off that. It doesn't. I live to prove myself right, not people wrong. Mm. And so I think, I mean, this, I guess that's kind of, that leads just to who I am. And I think as a coach, as a, as an influencer, cause I think coaches are the biggest influencers out, influencers out there. To be honest with you, not, uh, not anybody on Instagram, not anybody on YouTube. I think coaches are great influencers. And so I, I, I tell every coach out there, empower yourself empower others to be influencers because uh, you're needed more than anything as an influencer and as a person of uh, character and tell, speak truth, speak truth to power sometimes Mm -hmm. and be the light in dark places because there's a lot of dark places right now, not just in people's uh, hearts, but in their minds. So take, be a keeper of the game because people are, if you don't have people to play the game, you don't have a game. The game isn't the game because it exists. And Dr. Naismith invented it. The game is the game because people are a part of it. So that's the part of me that I, I don't think most people know is I want to be known as a keeper of the game because people are part of that. And I want to keep 
my influence and my light shining in people's lives. It's dope. It's dope. It's good stuff, man. Um, so I, I couldn't help but think when you're talking about Teddy P and Jodeci and, and the whole R&B 90s and, and your yeah. group, you, you got to kind of give us like a little taste of, right? You're in your studio right now. <laughs> you got you got to give us a sample, man. We got it live. We got we got we got to get this thing going. Oh, man. If I did, I'd be afraid of all the backlash. Like there won't be any backlash. Remember, we just said no haters. We just, we're just going to no, go. No, with no. no, I don't want. I don't want the backlash in that. I love this basketball thing. Then I'm gonna have to switch careers. <laughs> People are gonna be hounding me and being like, Mike, when are you gonna? When are you gonna record? And I just don't want that kind of pressure, Brian. I mean, you could be both. We got Dame Lillard, man. We got we got Oladipo singing uh singing national anthems. Look, look, I'm gonna be real honest with you here again. Something people don't know about me. I could rhyme the tail off any uh ball player. Love Dame. Love Dame as a person, right? Phil Beckner is one of my guys. Like, love Phil Beckner, love what Dame does. But I got more flow than him, easily. <laughs> You can't, we, you can't. We could do verses. We could do a verses if he wants. Like I'm saying, you can't say that and not give us a sample. You got at least give us a sample, like a little. Uh, this a is what I, look, this is what I promise you. I'll do okay, because it's still. It's, I got to go do some training here, and I don't want to waste all my juice, right? All right? What we got? What we got? This is what I'll do. I'm gonna release some tracks because it's all up here, and it needs to come out of here. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna release them to you, and then you can send them to whoever you'd like. I like it. I, I, I mean, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love TMZ, it. TMZ is going to be on this. Everybody's going to be on it. <laughs> get ready. Hey, I, I, I might end up being an agent, man. I might yeah. end up being your agent or something. If you can handle that. <laughs> it's a lot to bestow upon you. But uh, to whom much is given, you much know. Required. So, required. <laughs> well, I appreciate you giving me the chance to flip the script and have. You be the guest for a change. Yeah. You've hosted so many. Uh, you, you've helped impact so many. You've helped impact the culture. You've added value to so many. The father, the Christian, the musician, the husband, the coach, the trainer, the athletic director, the scout, the evaluator, uh, the podcast leader, the uh, the best hair in San Antonio, possibly. <laughs> and the lover. I the, love people. The dancer and the lover of people, man. Thanks so much, Mike. We'll let you have any closing words you want to have, and then uh, we'll close it out, man. Okay. Uh, because I know this is a platform for coaches, and I know a lot of you watch. Uh, understand, here again, being a keeper of the game, understand that value you have. You're very valuable. You mean so much to a lot of people. People need to know you. People need to connect with you. You have something inside of you that nobody put in there and nobody can take away from you. Continue to use your wisdom. Continue to use your counsel with people and continue to expand your network by relating to people, by building relationships, by being genuine and authentic. Coaches, I love you all. And you're loved by just more than me. The more you come to that realization, the more you find your identity. And the more you find your identity, the more your identity won't be taken away when you lose that job, 
when you need to find another job, when things don't go as you plan, when you're on a losing streak, when, even when you're on a winning streak, you'll know who you are. Even when you win that natty, you'll know who you are. Coaches, know who you are, find your identity, protect it. Fight for that culture that you say you want. You like that word? Fight for it. Fight for your identity every day. Your family, everybody around you is depending on that. Put that kind of pressure on yourself. The same pressure you put on these kids, put that kind of pressure on yourself. Out of love and out of understanding that you are more important than you even realize. Ooh, that was good. We uh, we need to pass that collection play one more time, man. Get to get that collection. We got it going. We got it going. My man, uh, loved having you on today. Glad people get to see the man behind the mic and the man behind the servanthood and, and the servant leadership. And thanks for all that you do. It's no question about it that you matter. And I'm glad people are going to get to know more about your story and who you are and what you do. And look Thank forward you. to seeing more big things of uh, all the things you're going to be doing. And I'm definitely maybe more than anything, no disrespect to everything else. I may be looking forward to that, to those tracks coming my way. So can't wait for that. Thanks so much for today, man. And, uh, yeah, look forward to always staying connected, man. My brother, thank you. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate what you've built here. Like I said before, and, and I'll say it again, the platform that that this All Access Coaches Corner has built, especially in the, the realm of social justice, the roundtables that you've done, uh, they bring so much life and light to situations that we need to revive and, com- and conversations we need to continue. So to have me on as a guest is super humbling, uh, an honor, and I appreciate you for that, and I love you for that. Yeah, man, love is the same, and uh, definitely appreciate the words. Your continued support, and you've helped me to believe even more in this uh, this, this kind of outside-the-box, just kind of godsend of a opportunity that just got created. And I had no idea what Coach's Corner was going to be or that I was going to be doing it or – uh, that I would be shifting from things outside of just being a college coach. Yeah. Uh, and God wanted to use me to do some other things. And you you definitely play a role in that. I appreciate the love, man. And uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to dancing to to, to your new groove, man, to your new track. So. There's a saying, and, and I think Ice Cube came up with it back in the day. He says, gangsters don't dance, they boogie. They groove. Yeah. <laughs> I love You're going to have to boogie, man. You're going to boogie, not dance. I mean, no doubt. No dancing, doubt. Dancing's for wifey. But you did say you dance in the kitchen, though. You said your kids. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a little different. That's off the air. I do that. But here again, no cameras rolling. Nobody's ever going to see that. No doubt. No doubt. Well, enjoy your day, man. Thanks so much again. Likewise. God bless, man. Keep up the great work. Proud to call you a brother. Likewise, brother. Thank you so much. Okay, Mike. All right.